the oil of joy for mourning. He gives you the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. Heaviness is going to leave tonight. It's going to go. It's going to evaporate, disappear in his presence. People are going to get free, not by might nor by power, but by his spirit tonight. So, hey, you're in a safe place. You're with great people. We love you. We believe in you. God loves you. God believes it. What more could you ask for? Hallelujah. So you just connect with him tonight. Band, are you ready? We're ready. We're prayed up. And uh, we're ready for a fantastic night. Let's pray. Father, we honor you first and foremost at the beginning of this night. You are the King of kings. You are the Lord of lords. You're fantastic. You're great. You're exceedingly amazing. And we just come to worship you and exalt the name of Jesus. Lord, I pray that you would have your way in this house. Have your way in every heart. Have your way in every family. Have your way in every business. Have your way in every ministry. Have your way in every child. In Jesus' precious name, and everybody said amen. Breaks of power, of sin and darkness, whose love is mighty and so much stronger. King of glory, King above all kings. He shakes the whole earth with holy thunder, who leaves us breathless. With awe and wonder, the King of glory, King above all kings. This is amazing grace. This is unfailing love. That's it. Now you would take my place. Now you would bear my cross. Jesus, I 
Come on, every hand in the house. We sing worthy. Worthy is a lamb who was slain. Worthy is a king who conquered the grave. Worthy is a lamb who was slain. Worthy is a king who conquered the grave. Worthy is a lamb who was slain. Worthy is a king.
God loves a praying church. God loves a worshiping church.
you sing? So I call and you answer. Yeah, you came to my rescue and I, that's it. I want to be where you are. You sing it again. Let's call on him tonight. I don't know what you've got to pray or ask for, but why don't you just ask him in this place? He's listening. He's listening tonight. Just honor your presence, God. We love your presence, Lord. Mm. Give me some symbols, Adam. Come on. Everybody say amen. Come on, let's welcome your pastor Barry up tonight. Come on. Yeah, I actually don't want to get up, if I'm honest, because the worship's so great. We've got more songs to come, haven't we, Mark? We've got about 300 new songs. Brilliant, brilliant. We're just getting warmed up, mate. If, if, if you can pick the best two. <laughs> That'd be awesome. 
You bet. Awesome. I'm there. Brilliant. Fantastic. Um, welcome. Welcome. Come on. Welcome. 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 You know, the, it's the blessing of God to be in God's house. This is an amazing honor, an amazing privilege to be able to meet together in the house of God, to be able to praise him in spirit and in truth, to be able to praise him, to be able to relax. As Mark said, kick off your shoes, just be in his presence, allow him to do whatever. You know, I, I don't know where you've come from, what situation you've come from to be here tonight. But it wouldn't take a, a rocket scientist to work out that some of you will have gone through some difficult situations recently. Some of you are maybe going through some difficult situations at the moment. Maybe you've got some stuff going on in your life, in your world that seems overwhelming to you. It seems like maybe you've got some stuff that's chasing you down, that's going to overcome you. Maybe you've got some problems that need addressing. I just want to talk about someone in the Bible. And what I want to say to you is this, you are not alone. Whatever you are going through at the moment, whether it's of your own doing, whether it's someone else who's brought this to bear on you, or maybe as is probably the reality, it's a combination of the two, I promise you, you are not alone. You are not alone. You know, human nature is exactly that. It's human nature. The Bible says that there is no temptation that man has not experienced, that Jesus didn't exper experience himself when he was here on earth. I find that incredible. I find that incredible. What that says to me is we are not alone. We are not alone. We are not alone. I want to read a, a, about a man in the Bible. His name's Jacob. And the, we were talking about Jacob this morning. The significance for me really about Jacob's life for for some of you here tonight, is that where we find Jacob tonight was in a, an awful situation. We couldn't, we literally couldn't overstate the difficult situation that Jacob found himself in at this point in this story. He was fleeing from a man who wanted to kill him, his own brother who wanted to kill him. If that wasn't bad enough, really you could probably say that his brother had good reason to want to kill him because it tricked him and it deceived him. It's right to say that what he tried to gain through that trickery and through that deception was rightfully Jacob's anyway, in God's eyes. But as far as Esau was concerned, it wasn't. He felt it was his and he felt he had every right to have this. But God knew differently and God wanted it to be that Jacob had it. But Jacob took it with his own hands as we see time and time again with his father, his grandfather, children, you name it. On and on and on we see this pattern of behavior. It says in the story that, um, sorry I've got the wrong, here we go. It says that Jacob left Bathsheba and traveled towards Haran. And at sundown he arrived at a good place to set up camp and stop there for the night. I don't know what your night's sleep was like last night. Mine was terrible. I had a, a beautiful wife lay next to me. That's not a bad thing. That's a good, good place to sleep. But she was coughing and spluttering literally all night long. I had a bad night's sleep. But when I said we're not alone, it wasn't as bad as this guy's night's sleep because he had a stone for a pillow, it says. 
I don't know about you, but that doesn't sound good to me. It says, at sundown, he arrived at a good place to set up camp and stopped there for the night. Jacob found a stone to rest his head against and lay down to sleep. As he slept, he clearly didn't have you sleeping next to him, Vicky. As he slept, he dreamed of a stairway that reached from the earth up to heaven. And he saw the angels of God going up and down the stairway. Do you know this is God opening the gates of heaven? Opening the gates of heaven. As Jacob found himself at probably the lowest point in his life at that moment, he was fleeing from his brother, from his family, to a, a, a place that he didn't know, to a place that he wasn't from, a brand new place. He didn't deserve God's blessing. He didn't deserve God's presence. He didn't deserve anything from him. Yet God chose that night as Jacob lay under the stars in a place called Luz. God chose that night to literally open up heaven for Jacob to see God's interaction with man. A continuous flow of angels traveling up from earth to heaven and traveling down again from heaven to earth. How amazing was that? Isn't that amazing? Awesome. It says he saw the angels of God going up and down the stairway. And at the top of the stairway stood the Lord. At the top of the stairway stood the Lord. High and lifted up, just as he's been tonight in this place. But this was significant. Mark spoke this morning about different circumstances and, if you like, different hats that we wear. I'm a, a pastor and, and I see my role first and foremost as relational. I see my role as, as being a shepherd of the flock, looking after and caring and tending for the flock. But you know, there's other hats that I have to wear in that role to keep order and to make sure things are right and all of those things. And in this situation, this night, God was high and lifted up in glory and honor. I'm sure it must have been magical. Literally, Jacob's looking up, looking up, not looking down, not looking next to him. He's looking up, a magical stairway to heaven, seeing heaven opened up and seeing the Lord stood there at the top of the stairway as his angels are traveling up and down. What an incredible, incredible vision. And it says the Lord spoke to him from that place. From that place the Lord spoke to him. He said, I am the Lord. I am the God of your grandfather Abraham and the God of your father Isaac. The ground you are lying on belongs to you. And I am giving it to you and to your descendants. He repeats the promise that he'd already stated. He says, your descendants will be as numerous as the dust of the earth. They will spread out in all directions to the west and the east, to the north and to the south. And all the families of the earth will be blessed through you and your descendants. You see, God wasn't just about Jacob in this promise. This promise was beyond Jacob. Jacob was a, a, a tool. He was a, 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 a keyboard, an instrument of this promise. But it was still a promise to Jacob. 
It was a personal promise that God saw fit to stand there in all of his glory and reveal to him. What's more, he said, I am with you. What amazing words. I am with you. Remember, this is the point where Jacob was probably at the lowest point of his life. And he reached other low points, believe me. But this was possibly his lowest point. Possibly he was his lowest point. He reached another low point when he had to flee from Laban, anyone who knows the story. But at that point, he was going home. At this point, he was going to a place he didn't even know. An unknown place, an unfamiliar place. People he didn't know. He didn't know how he was going to be received. And God said to him, I am with you. And I will protect you wherever you go. One day, I will bring you back to this land. I will not leave you until I have finished giving you everything I have promised you. Isn't this amazing? Are you hearing these words? Are you hearing these words? These were words that had been spoken, similar words to his grandfather and to his father. And now they're being spoken to Jacob. And now they're being spoken to you and to me. Thousands of years later, these words are recorded because they're significant for me and for you. They're for us. Then Jacob awoke from his sleep and said, Surely the Lord is in this place. And I wasn't even aware of it. But he was also afraid. You know, the Bible says to be fear. The fear of God is the beginning of wisdom. This is a reverence and a respect. Seeing God in a different way. Seeing God in a, in a way that's not just as his mate or his friend. I think the first, my first real experience of God was, was really as a friend. But I had to experience him as the Almighty. The Almighty. Come on. But he was afraid and said this. He said, what an awesome place this is. It is no other than the house of God, the very gateway to heaven. The next morning, Jacob got up very early. He took the stone and he rested his head, that he had rested his head against. I made the same mistake this morning. And he set it upright as a memorial pillar. Then he poured olive oil over it. He named that place Bethel, which means the house of God. Although it was previously called Luz. Then Jacob made this vow. If God will indeed be with me and protect me on this journey, and if he will provide me with food and clothing, and if I return safely to my father's home, then the Lord will certainly be my God. And this memorial pillar I have set up will become a place for worshipping God, and I will present to God a tenth of everything he gives me. You know, I, I, as I said this morning, this is a, a principle, a godly principle of revelation and revelation causing a change, a change in us, that God's presence changes us, changes us, that we are never, ever the same again. Please let me encourage you, go and read the story. It's an amazing story. If you have ever find the Bible difficult to read, go and read that story. I think it's Genesis 28, if you remember rightly. Amazing story. It's like watching a film. It's incredible. The Old Testament full of incredible stories. 
finding my phone's locked up again. But it's around about Genesis 28. Keep looking for it. Read the whole story of, J of Jacob. It's a phenomenal. But as we take up our offering now, those of you that have had that revelation of God, those of you that know him, you know him, you know that experience of who he is. Let me assure you again that as you give, as you give back to God of what he's given to you in the first place, he will truly bless you. He will bless your finances. He will bless your business. He will bless every single part of your life. He will bless your family. He will bless your future. He will bless your ministry. Not because you give. Not because you give. You give because He blesses you. You give because He blesses you. But know this, when you've had that revelation, God truly, truly wants you to know Him in another way, in a new way that will change your life forever. Be blessed this evening as Mark shares the word, as we sing some more songs. God bless you. And we're going to take up our offering. I'm being told off by my wife. It's nothing new. Some things never change, do they? God bless you. Just as you're giving, we're going to lead you off in another song. After you've given, please stand to your feet and let's continue on the journey tonight of worship. Thanks so much, Barry. Thanks for your generosity, church.
personal Jesus spirit break out heaven come down heaven come down to this amazing song tonight called Great Are You, Lord. And we just declare that tonight, that you are great, Father, that your greatness is unsearchable, it's unfathomable. Father, you are from everlasting to everlasting. Lord, before there was a who, before there was a what, before there was a when, before there was a how, 
God, you existed before everything. And you are the Alpha, you are the Omega. You are the beginning and the end, the first and the last. God, you are the King of all kings, the Lord of lords. And God, we just continue to worship you tonight with all of our hearts.
You know, there's a scripture in the Bible uh, in Zechariah chapter 4 and verse 6, and it says, it's not by might nor by power, but by the Spirit. And I think so often in life, we can try to do stuff in our own strength. Who's worn out trying to do stuff in their own strength? Me included. And um, I've just learned over the years to take my cares and my concerns and my worries, my anxieties to Jesus. And to really let go of people, to let go of trying to make everything hap happen. And, you know, shabba doing over the principalities and powers, although that's important sometimes. But I think sometimes you can get so intense in your Christianity that you've just got to let go and let the Holy Spirit do the work for you and through you. 
Do you know something tonight? The Holy Spirit is working behind the scenes in every one of your lives. And um, he's pretty capable. You know, he's, he's spinning the whole planets, the whole solar system. He's burning the sun in the summer. He's bringing the snow in the winter. The Spirit of God is quite capable to do stuff for you and through you. Amen. There was a guy in the Bible, his name was Zerubbabel. Try to say that name in the morning when you get out of bed. You need a coffee to say that name. There was a guy in the Bible called Zerubbabel, and he was a, a church leader. He was actually a governor as well in his day and age. And um, he started building the house of God when the children of Israel came out of captivity from 70 years of slavery in Babylonian captivity. So Zerubbabel was the governor, the guy who made the decisions on their behalf. And he started building the house of God. And he got sidetracked, like many of us can become sidetracked in life. I, I get easily distracted, I tell you. And um, Zerubbabel put down the work of building the house of God for 16 years. He had a hiatus and he got sidetracked. And then this guy called uh, Zechariah, who was a prophet, came with a word to him and said, Zerubbabel, it's not by might nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord, that this work is going to get finished. And I believe that's a word for this house and I believe it's a word for your life tonight. It's not by might, but by his spirit that the work in your life is going to get finished. And that word catapulted Zerubbabel into a new season of building and the work got finished. You know why? Because Zerubbabel trusted in the, in the Holy Spirit's ability to get done what he could not get done in his day and age. Not that Zerubbabel wasn't practical. Yes, he was. But he had a trust in the Lord that the Lord would bring the blessing, the increase, the resources, the people, the help. And I think we need to do the same as well. Be so reliant on his spirit. You know, the first thing that David ever did when he became king, didn't go out and get the bling. He didn't go out and get the Bentley or a nice house. Yeah, you can take your seats for a second if you want. But the first thing that David ever took care of in his kingship was restoring the Ark of the Covenant, which represented the, the presence of God, was restoring the Ark of the Covenant back to the centrality of Israel's worship experience. That would his, that's what his kingship was fundamentally centered around. Because David knew where his success would come from. Amen? It would come from the presence of God. The X factor that would separate Israel from every other nation on the planet was this beautiful person called the Holy Spirit. David loved him. He sought him with all of his heart. He said, oh God, you are my God. Early will I seek you. My soul, it thirsts for you. 
my flesh, it longs for you in a dry and weary land where there is no water. So I've looked for you in your sanctuary to see your power and to see your glory because your loving kindness is better than life. So my lips will praise you. Thus I will bless you while I live. I'll lift up my hands in your name. The one thing that he loved since he was a little shepherd boy on the backside of a mountain blowing kisses to God was his relationship with the Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit, his best friend, his maker, his creator, his lover, his father, his friend, his brother, but most of all, his God, his king and his God. And his relationship with the Holy Spirit was what God loved. And it's what catapulted him into greatness. A lot of people want to be great circumstantially and by knowing the great names on the earth. Well, you can forget all of that. That's not important. God can raise someone up from a backside postcode that nobody knows who's got an amazing relationship with the Holy Spirit. God said, I like that boy. I like that girl. I'll take him, I'll take her, and I'll raise them up to be a voice to nations because they're not seeking everything that the world seeks, but they're seeking God, their King. Amen? That's what God loved about David. It's not by might or by power. And I feel like the Holy Spirit's saying, put that down and let me do it. Stop messing with my plan. You're messing it up. And let me do what I'm great at. And that's taking dead things and making them alive. That's taking something dysfunctional and making it fantastic in your eyes. Let me do it, says God. You know, people would come and see Jesus from miles around. Not because he was George Clooney. Not because he was Brad Pitt. The Bible says that he had no form nor comeliness that we would be attracted to him. He was just a normal guy. A normal person like most of us here tonight. Except Adam, of course. Um, (laughs) But Jesus was just a normal guy. But people would come from miles around to hear him speak, to get near him. Oh, that they might just touch the hem of his garment. Because they knew that if they got near him, if he said a word, if he spoke to them, something would happen and they'd be changed forever. Because he carried the Spirit without measure. There was no measure to what Jesus could do. The only measure that put a capstone on him was our faith. If you had faith, you could get whatever you needed from from Jesus and the Holy Spirit in him would reach into the dark hallways, the dark rooms of your past to set you free of your history, to give you a brighter today, to set you on fire for the future. For he baptized people in the Holy Spirit in fire and changed their lives. The world has never ever been the same since he stepped foot on the planet, went to hell and then rose again and sent back this beautiful third person of the Trinity called the Holy Spirit. And he's here tonight. 
And he wants to get out more if you just let him. Amen. So Holy Spirit, we just honor you in this place. And I just pray, Lord, that a fresh baptism of the Holy Spirit would be upon this church, that it would be a habitation of your presence. The people, as they come, Father, would bump into the third person of the Trinity, your beautiful presence, Holy Spirit. We just honor you here. And we say that you're fantastic and you're great. I'm just going to have a little sip of water and I'm going to sing a song over you and I believe that the Holy Spirit is going to touch you.
remember that tonight, Lord. We just remember your presence. We thank you for your presence. Thank you for your spirit, Lord. Somebody say amen. Well, we want to finish with uh, a song tonight called King of My Heart and uh, absolutely love the words in this song tonight. Adam's going to lead us off in this. You ready, man? Awesome. Let the king of my heart be the mountain where I run, the fountain I drink from, oh, he is my song. Let the King of my heart be the shadow where I hide, the ransom for my heart, for oh, He is my song. Cause you are King, The King of my heart, be the wind inside my sails, the anchor in the waves, oh, He is my song. You sound amazing. Let the King of my heart be the fire inside my veins, the echo of my days, oh, He is my song, cause you are
give Jesus an ovation in the house tonight. Amen and amen. What a phenomenal day. You know, when you know that it's a God connection, Three years ago when we first met Mark and he came to the church and he walked through the doors. We'd never seen him before apart from on TV and videos and 
we knew instantly. And I remember Mark saying that there was a connection and it was a God connection. And as we've journeyed with Mark and with Beth, you know, I just want us to pray for this couple because they are, they have stepped out in faith and they are in uncharted waters. But you know what? They're in, char- in uncharted waters with a great God and with a vision and with a word of what God has called them to. And they are a couple of great faith. Great faith is they're going into the, they've pioneered a church. They're starting and said, God, you've called us. We're going to do it. We don't even know how it's going to look. God, but you do. And we're following closely to you. And, and I just want to, you know, let's just stand. And if you're a Christian in this place, just lift your hand towards Mark and Beth and the children are out in kids' church. And let's just pray for them. You know what, church? I know this couple love our church. They love our church and they love on our church and they pray for our church. But let's pray for their church. Their church is called Rise. Rise Church. What a great, what a great name. But let's pray for this family that have stepped out. Stepped out from their comfort zone. Stepped out from what they have known. Stepped away from what they've known, all the lies and gone. God, I'm just going to serve you. I'm going to say yes. I'm going to say yes. Father God, we lift this family to you. We lift Mark and Beth and we lift Jonah and Sienna who are on this journey with them. The children have said yes. The children have said yes, God, because they have seen on the parents what you have called them to. And they have seen in their family a holy moment. And Lord, I lift Mark and I lift Beth to you and I, I pray for this next year that is to come. And Father God, with all certainty, I know it is a great year ahead. With all certainty, I know they are going to see an increase in every single area, not only of their church, but of their lives. And I know this because you are faithful. I know this because I have seen what this couple have stepped out in, in obedience to you and out of love for you and out of a revelation of you. And Lord, I know what your word says. So I know that there are great things ahead. And I pray that you will be their song in the night. Lord, I pray, Lord, that you would be their strength. Lord, I pray, Lord, that they would feel your arms around them, Lord, as they move into new areas and take new ground for you. Lord, that it is something that they know you are those things, but Father God, I pray they would feel it in a, in a greater way than ever before. Father God, I, would fe- I pray that they would feel your presence so tangible in every step they make and every move they make. I pray for their children. I pray for Jonah and Sienna as they are in school. Lord, I'm reminded about with Noah where you said you'd not forgotten Noah and all that concerned him. Lord, for this family, Lord, everything that concerns them, you have remembered and you have not forgotten. And so I pray for the children. I pray for the school. I pray for the friends. I pray for protection over the people that will come into their lives, for the friendships they will form. Lord, they will be godly friendships. Lord, that there will be a hedge of protection around this family. Lord, to us, they are walking and they are following what you have called them to do. Father God, there is a a holy protection around them. Lord, that the um, fiery darts of the enemy may send, they will be sent straight back in the name of Jesus. We pray blessing upon blessing upon blessing on Rice Church and the Stevens family. And everybody said, Amen. 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 10.30 next week, the Holy Spirit will be moving exactly the same. And it's going to be a great day. Thank you for coming. If you are new, please meet one of us in the cafe. And um, I just want to say a big thank you to you guys as well and to your family. You guys are just the 
some of the most special people on, on planet earth that we've met and your hearts are gold and, and we just pray blessing on your church. Church, these are amazing people and you know that and you can trust them. Get behind them. They've got vision. They've got integrity and uh, they want to reach people, genuinely want to reach people and see people set free and saved and come to know Jesus. So we've got a big job to do in this country. We're going to do it together as a team, as as a family of believers, and uh, let's let's take this nation for Jesus, amen. And let's raise up a sound in Warrington. Witness, can I get a witness? And uh, and beyond, and let's let's shake this country for Christ's name, Jesus' name. Blessing on you. May God empower you to prosper in every single way, and may the devil move out of your way because Jesus is with you. In Jesus' name, we love you. God bless you. See you again. Thank you, band. Thank you, band.